One woman. One man. Two two kids. kids, A dog. Over 20 years of sharing the ups and downs of life together. In a crazy town called Los Angeles. And yet we are still in love. You're listening to This Rom-Com Life. On this podcast, we discuss marriage, relationships, and everything else in between. Join us for an open, honest, and unapologetic journey. We are rolling with This this Rom-Com Life. life. Yes. Welcome. Welcome. Today is January 1st, 2021. Thank goodness. Happy New Year. Goodbye to the most awful year that most people have ever seen. For everybody everybody. involved in life since, I don't know, the Great Depression. Mm -hmm. And everyone's been saying that. Absolutely. Now, we started this podcast. um, Sounded a little off there for a A couple months ago. We started this podcast or the idea of this podcast a couple months ago. We were practicing and now we're finally up and running and we just launched. So thank you for listening. Happy 2021. We accomplished our first goal. I think we're proud yep. of ourselves. We got it posted by the first of the year. Now, let's tell everybody a little bit about ourselves. I'm Lee Morgallo. I'm Daniel, all the way from Pittsburgh, PA. We both obviously were married. We live here in Los Angeles, California or on the suburbs of Los Angeles, Right. Right. And we met over 20 years ago when I was a wee little thing just out of the womb in my very, very early 20s. You were still in your 20s, I more was like your mid 20s. Later 20s. You were yeah. mid 20s. Later 20s. I wore 20s. combat boots, I wore jeans, and I wore black shirts every day. Yes. And we met at E Entertainment Television. And that was a great place for people in their 20s. It was learning a, about the business, learning about the industry. Such a fun place to work. It was a community college, our friend D-Man would tell us. It's a community college for pe- young people in the TV industry. Yes, and everybody was writers or producers or wannabe actors or different things. Everybody was cute and attractive. and Not making much money. Making zero money, basically. Happy hour at Marie Calendar's. <laughs> 350s for Bud Lights. It was crazy. I mean, it was probably below minimum wage almost what we made, but... It was so fun that we would never trade it. It was a blast. And we met each other there and made a lot of friends, which we still have. A few friends, which we still have. Totally. Now, we did get married a few years later. And here we are in the suburbs, 18 years of marriage, almost 19 years of marriage later. We're very lucky. We have two beautiful children. We have a nice house. We have great family. But we've been through hell and back several times. Peaks and valleys, right? With our kids. With, with, every, you? with health, with our kids, with our parents, with now with the pandemic, with our jobs. But somehow we still really love each other. Like, really love each other, still connecting, and really good friends. Exactly. And that's the, the first thing. Like, right. we're really good friends. You're my best friend. Yeah. I still look forward to seeing you every day, even though I'm home every single day. And I still look forward to seeing you every day. And my heart nice. opens up wide, and I have a big smile every second I'm with you and I see you. Nice. Yes. Love that. So that's part of why we called our show This Rom-Com Life, correct? That's correct. I mean, we didn't... That wasn't our first choice of Of, of titles, right. We had How Did We Get Here? Which a lot of people, I think, can think the exact same thought. Because coming from... You're in your early 20s, shoot forward 20 years, and suddenly you have a teenage boy, a 10-year-old daughter, a dog, a mortgage all these things and you're like what how did we get here right yeah i thought that quite a few times we thought that 
on a daily basis, pretty much once we started having kids, I think. Absolutely. <laughs> How did we get so far out here? Right. Well, and just you know what happens? I think time goes by. You're so in the thick of things of making money, keeping your career, excelling in your career, um, staying connected with friends, with people, and years go by and by and by. Then you have kids. Then you have cars. Then you have a mortgage. Then you're like moving on and moving up. Then you have a boat. Then you're like trying to get stuff. And it's just crap. It's just stuff. But at the end of the day, you turn around and look. It's like, what happened? What yeah. happened to my life? How did we get here? Right. We were just at E a couple years ago making 10 bucks an hour. Yeah. Working on mysteries and scandals. How did we get here? How did we get here? But alas, that name was popular and taken, and so we couldn't use it. And so then we we really kind of were trying to figure out a podcast that would, a name that would describe why we're doing this. We're not experts necessarily at anything, but what we have been able to do is make it work and still be happy and still be in love most of the time, even though we've gone through shit and hell and terrible situations and deaths and real illnesses and cancer and other horrible things with our kids. And yet we've made it through and we're in a rom-com because you would laugh at the situations that we're in sometimes, but we always come back to her and we're still in love. And that's, that's the goal, I guess, is to make our life a rom-com. How about an example? Okay. We're going to have more examples. What is funny? What has happened? What has happened? Should we talk about Eden? Like what kind of stuff that feels like it's a rom-com? Is it Elijah? We have a son and we have a daughter. Well, it's just everything. It's our mothers. You know, both of our fathers passed away within a year of each other a few years ago. Now we have parent, just our moms. Your mom is in Pittsburgh. My mom is here down the street. And, you know, we're just dealing with these situations where we're, we're kind of having to take care of them sometimes. We feel like we're the parents. Yeah, and I know that happens, and that's what happens as your parents get older. I have spent hours on the phone with my mother trying to open up a simple account. A Vanguard a account. A Vanguard account for my mother to drop all of her stocks into, just to keep it in one area so my brothers and I can manage everything and keep an eye on everything. And it has been an education. Well, because you forget not everybody is tech savvy or knows how to get online. But she does know how to get online. She still uses a computer. She still works. But the most important part is she will not get a smartphone. She <sighs> refuses. She has her flip phone, which she will only it's keep on buried. if she's not at home. Because when she's at home, Barely. she has her landline. Yeah. So why have your cell phone on? Sometimes she. So it's just. I think that's the most frustrating. And part if you with need her. to get a hold of her, her, I mean, her cell phone is buried inside of her purse because she doesn't use it's it. It's barely on, or she keeps it on, and the battery dies. She doesn't charge it. Right, mom, put your cell phone on. Nothing was more infuriating when I was going back to my brother's wedding in Boston a few years ago. A few years ago, and I got off in Cincinnati. I was flying from Los Angeles to Cleveland. They took me to Cincinnati. Something happened to the plane. They had to stop. So I called and left my mom a message and she did not pick up. So I was at the airport, I went into the bathroom, she called and left me a message while I was in the bathroom, so I obviously couldn't pick it up, okay? So I get out of the bathroom and I pick up the phone, the message says, your father and I heard what you said, um, we are going to pick you up 
an hour and a half later because that's when your flight gets in. But we're going to turn our cell phone off now so it doesn't so the battery doesn't <laughs> die. So they, I can't I couldn't even get back in contact with them to let them know. No, the flight is leaving in about 20 minutes. I'm getting back on. Oh my Pick goodness. me up sooner. No, but they turn their cell phone yeah. off to not kill the battery. And she still does that. And she Til, will not yep. upgrade even if it's the same amount of it. She refuses to get any kind of smartphone, not an iPhone, not an Android. She just doesn't want it, doesn't need it. Doesn't like, care about it. She loves getting pictures of our kids. We live in California. She still lives in Pittsburgh. We have to email yeah. them. She doesn't get the concept of, we could just text them to you. Text yep. them all day long. You could FaceTime David's with us. David's newborn baby, you could see it like instantly. No. Here's the new picture. Yeah. No, we'll email it to you. You might get it tomorrow. It. Now, th there's your mom then on the opposite side of the spectrum, which is she will be on speakerphone. Well, she's she doesn't like to admit it, but she's losing a little bit of her hearing. And that's hard for a woman, I think, to admit that the best choice would probably be to get some sort of hearing aid. But she's it's not terrible, but she's really on the cusp of not always hearing well. So when she talks on her phone, it's always on speakerphone. Wherever she is, she can be in the grocery store, shopping, on a walk, at her house. She's literally like just everybody can hear her conversation because she is on speakerphone. And I actually had to really get mad at her at one point because last year when I was going through breast cancer and I was you know, getting results and my diagnosis and different things, she wanted to know. And I called her right as I got out of the doctor's office and she, little did I know she was sitting and eating lunch. Again, this was pre-pandemic. She was sitting and eating lunch outside of Gelson's with her friend. And anybody that was sitting there oh could hear me talking about my breast cancer and my surgery and the, what the doctor said. And not everybody wants to hear that, Mom. Yeah. And you don't want and to share that rude. information. I know. Turn it off. Take it yeah. off speakerphone. I've seen that commercial. It's hilarious. Yes, I know. Well, anyways, we love our moms. It's just a situation that many people will have to face. Have to in, cope with. In some years. And... It's interesting, but anyways, that's that's a that's one of the things we're dealing with. We've also dealt in our lives when our daughter, who is now ten, her name is Eden, when she was thirteen months old, um, something really horrific happened, and she got sick, and we nobody could figure out why she was sick. She started throwing up. She stopped walking. Um, we were going to the doctor with her on a daily basis. Nobody had any sort of explanation for it, and my parents were out of the country. And they had to come back because my dad got hurt and that was a whole other story. And they came back early from their trip and they said, what, Eden is still sick? It's We've been gone for seven days. This doesn't make sense. She doesn't have a fever, but she can't keep any food down. She's losing weight. She stopped walking. This is not okay. And they called a family friend of ours and I was on the phone with him and, and told him the situation and he said, you need to get to the hospital. And I said, oh, when, like today? And he said, right now. And we rushed her to the hospital and then it was kind of crazy. Her eyes started moving in her head and going back and forth and all this stuff started happening and still nobody knew what was going on and now we're at a hospital and they put us in an ambulance and rushed us to Children's Hospital of Los Angeles. Still nobody could figure it out. They're doing all these tests on her. Now she's, you know, this little 12-pound little thing because she's lost so much weight, maybe 19 pounds, I don't remember. But um, nobody knew what was going test on. Test after test. Test after test. test. They didn't know if she was dying. We didn't know if she was going to make it. They didn't know if, what was going on. Finally, we did get a diagnosis about a day or two into it. And it was this very, very, very rare autoimmune illness called Opsoclonus myoclonus ataxia. Very, wow. very, very rare. It's a mouthful. It was a mouthful. We spent the next two years in and out of the hospital with her and the next almost eight years still dealing with it 
trying all kinds of different regimens with her. She had to go through chemo several times to try and knock this out. We had to give her shots every other morning. We had to do monthly um, eight-hour, 10-hour infusions of IVIG, just all these different things. Um, and because it's so rare, you know, they don't really know how to, what the outcome is going to be. Or treat Some, it. Or treat it. And yeah. they try different things and you don't know. And your tiny little child is, it's horrible because basically they don't feel right in their own bodies and she would bang her head. And oh, the worst temper tantrums. It was horrible. And, and we would look at each other. Remember when this was, when she was yeah. two or three years old and we would say, people have no idea what we're going no through. Idea. And we did quarantine. You quarantined us before people knew what yeah, quarantine was. Yeah, this was way back in the day because, because I thought. she could not get sick, no germs. I thought I could keep her from getting sick and I thought I could keep it from having a relapse and that didn't happen. She had many relapses and I had read on the internet back in the day, which I now kind of stay away from reading diagnoses on the internet, that this one woman in like Texas tried this with her daughter that she cut everybody out. Nobody was allowed to leave their house just like when she went to the grocery store or for her husband for work in your case, took our son out of preschool. I wouldn't let our friend see us for a whole year and she still had a relapse. Yeah. It was a nightmare. So it's hard for me to quarantine right now because I went through it and I saw that it didn't work. Not that I'm saying I'm not quarantining. We're definitely quarantining. We're not seeing people. We're following every rule. But it was hell. It was hell and back and everything that poor little Eden has gone through and all the different, you know, MRIs and things that we had to put her through in the hospital and children's hospital and thank God for children's hospital and all the amazing nurses we've dealt with through the years. Amazing. Friends Children's we've Hospital. made. Yeah. The our nurses IVIG that nurse, have come. Mindy, who's now a good friend. But most, 99.99% of people will not ever have to deal with something like that on an ongoing basis with your child. It was just so terrifying and horrific. And I still have post-traumatic right. stress from and that. And you still think about it. But okay. But let's touch on the rom-com factor of that. Okay. Let's fast forward to now. Okay. A couple weeks ago. I did not give Eden hot chocolate when she wanted the hot chocolate. And she has a short fuse, but I like that she threw this out to me. When I didn't give her what she wanted, she said to me, I don't know what mom ever saw in you. And that's the rom-com aspect. <laughs> she does. After. She has a great she personality. Has, She's a tough little cookie, sensitive. And she will give you crap. She will give you crap, especially her dad. She loves giving her dad crap. She could be a little sassy. And we love that about her. And she is such a fighter and she's doing well, thank God. I mean, she does have, you know, she's still an IEP at school and she has some challenges at school and she has some speech challenges and some other things. But thank God. Good teachers. Yeah. Thank God for good teachers. Good helpers. We're fighting through it. We're fighting through it. I don't know what mom ever saw in you. And I thought (laughs) in the back of my head, how dare you? Yeah, you know what? I have no idea what Uh, mom saw in me either. I love you. Uh, I love you too. So that's just a a snippet of the things that we've gone through. And I think telling that story reminds me of part of the reason we wanted to start this podcast again is when we were going through that and it was so scary and nobody knew what was happening and she was this tiny little baby and they didn't know what caused it. So many people would come up to me or or maybe even to you and put their hand on my hand and say, but how are you and Dan? And I always thought thought that that was the oddest question because I'm what do you mean with how are me and Dan? This has nothing to do with me and Dan. But I guess in some situations, especially when it is regarding your child and a very young child, you can do one of two things. You can either blame each other and it brings you apart or breaks you apart, or you can work on everything together 
and, and understand that you have to work on this together and be strong, not only for your child that is sick and for your other child that isn't sick, Elijah, but you know, no, nothing would happen if we blamed each other because nobody knew. So we had to really just stick together with love. Team up. Exactly. It's a lot of work. It is. Yeah. But we're thankful for it. We're happy and things are getting better. And this is some more things that we are going to talk about and discuss. Yeah. As this podcast moves on. So our website is thisromcomlife.com. And if you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at thisromcomlifepodcast at gmail.com. Again, the website is thisromcomlife.com. And to get a hold of us, send us anything you want via email, thisromcomlifepodcast at gmail.com. Hopefully it's only positive stuff. Yes. (laughs) 